You're listening to My Titus 2 Life, a podcast for moms, created by a mom and inspired by the Holy Ghost. Get ready for insight and inspiration as we navigate through mountains of laundry, marriage, and ministry. Because we all know, if you're a mommy, you're in full-time ministry. You are listening again, hopefully, to my Titus 2 Life, the podcast. This is episode two. I am your host, Christina Castellan, and I am super excited to get started today. Um, If I had to give today's podcast a title, it would be called It's a dot, 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 (laughs) which we know is the token phrase for gender reveal parties, which of course points right back to identity. So I was sitting with the Holy Spirit a week and a half or so ago, maybe two weeks ago now, and the Lord asked me a question. This is how the Lord talks to me, by the way, so don't be off put by the way that I'm going to word this. The Lord said, wouldn't it be amazing if expectant parents took on the same sense of urgency and excitement about their child's kingdom assignment as they do the gender of their baby. As believers, we know this is not debatable. We know that life starts from the moment of conception. There's no question about that. We know that's how the Lord designed it, um, and we embrace that, and that is such a wonderful thing that we can worship our Father over, that we are never obsolete. We're never just a thing. We're never just a dot. We are a person. Even before we were conceived, he had plans for us, and he knew who we were. So I sat with the Lord and he gave me an open vision of a gender reveal party. I could see two parents sitting in chairs opposite of each other. And they were very excited about finding out the gender of their baby. There's always such a buildup, um, such a buildup of excitement and anticipation after you find out you're expecting your your baby, no matter what number of child it is, whether it's your first child or your 10th child, there's such a high level of, of excitement. And um, typically what happens is you find out you're expecting, you tell all your family members and friends and your coworkers and colleagues, your neighbors, everyone you can We are having a baby, and one of two questions immediately follows your expecting announcement, and that is, oh my gosh, do you know what it is? Or, oh my gosh, are you going to find out what it is? And the parents will say, you know, one of two things, either yes, we know what we're having, or no, we don't know yet, but we will be finding out. And then comes the huge trend of today, gender reveal parties. I've seen gender reveal parties. They have just ballooned. They are sometimes just as big or bigger than the actual baby shower, uh, which I find to be interesting. Um, So people gather together, family members and friends come out, and there's either some kind of game or a fun activity to reveal exactly what the gender of your precious gift from the Lord is. Is. So this is what the Lord told me while I was sitting with him that day. He said, wouldn't it be fantastic if parents would sit with me during their pregnancy, immediately following them finding out that they're expecting a baby and inquire of me who this child is is. Take on that same sense of urgency. We are urgent about finding out the gender of our baby. We want to know the moment that it's available for us to know. Uh, When we were first having children, we had to wait until you were 20 weeks along 
and it was done by sonogram and hopefully the baby was not shy if you know what I mean and they were able to see the gender. Now you don't even have to wait. There is tests you can buy on Amazon. Um, there's blood tests your doctor can give you as early as I believe 12 or 14 weeks and people are like the sooner the better. I want to know the absolute first moment I can find out I want to know the gender of this baby. Why? Because they want to prepare. We want to prepare. If it's a girl, I need to go out and get every hair bow, get every dress, get every pink thing they have at the store, and I want to make sure my baby registry is filled all the way up. If it's a boy, I want him to have every possible sneaker before he gets here. I want to make sure his room is decked out, that he has his first baseball, football, all the things, even before he takes his first breath outside of the world. We are that serious about it, right? So serious about it, so urgent about it, so excited about it. We want to prepare. And then there's a few uh, couples that decide, you know what, we want to just be surprised. We don't want to find out. We don't have the desire. We're just happy with whatever the Lord gives us and we will prepare after the fact. Okay, so there is two different types of couples. So with that, you have gender reveal parties, you get everyone all excited, immediately an announcement is made about boy or girl, or boys and girls, depending on if you're having twins or multiples, and then what does everyone do? They go out and they start buying, they start preparing, they start getting ready. Um, moms even begin to nurse, uh, not nurse, but nest, soon after finding out the gender of their baby, because they now they know their posture moving forward. They begin to select names, a first name and a middle name. Um, they begin to figure out how they want to decorate the room, what color car seat they want to get. There's a lot of preparation that goes on once you've identified what the Lord has sent. And I thought it interesting that we take all this time and we put all this resource into the gender of our children, but we don't spend nearly as much time about the assignment of our children, who the Lord has placed inside of us to grow. We know that's their temporary home is inside of our wombs. And then who that person is going to be once they've come into the earth and how you are to come alongside the Lord in their development, right? So it's very important to the Lord. The Lord wants us to take a step back. And don't we believe that if God can tell us exactly where our child falls in the fivefold ministry, that he is good enough and supernatural enough to tell us, oh, hey, and by the way, it's a boy or it's a girl. So this is the kind of tone that I want to take moving forward as parents, as expectant moms, expecting dads, um, husband and wives, that we would go forward with urgency and excitement about who the Lord has sent, how we can prepare for that apostle, how we can prepare for that prophet, how we can prepare for that evangelist, that teacher, that pastor, that missionary, that psalmist, that scribe that minstrel. We should be preparing for their arrival because it is that important. And you know what? As parents, we like to be as prepared as possible. We take every class, we read every book, we go to every meeting at the hospital. We even take a tour of the entire hospital knowing that we're only going to be in two places, the labor and delivery room 
and the postpartum room and maybe the cafeteria, but they will send you on a whole two-hour tour of the whole entire hospital. Why? I do not know. I guess they just want you to be overprepared. Who knows? But we put a lot of effort into that. So I want to read for you a verse. It's going to be Ephesians 4. And that's going to be verse 11. I'm always going to read unless otherwise noted out of the New King James Version. And it says this, And he himself, the Lord, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Isn't that good? So the Lord gave. When you give something, I call that a gift. And the last time I checked, our children are a very, very precious gift from the Lord. The most precious gift from the Lord outside of, of course, our own salvation and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift that should be treasured. We should treasure the kingdom assignments of our children. We should treasure the reason why they are here. And we've also got to be more proactive about preparing for their arrival. If the Lord, if you sit and spend time with the Lord and the Lord reveals to you, you have been given an evangelist. An evangelist is coming into the earth. There's some preparation that needs to go into that, some education, learning. Learn about your child's assignment. If they are called to be a prophet, learn about the ministry of the prophetic. It's very important. It's very important because you want to be confident as a parent in rearing them and raising them and discipling them. Motherhood is discipleship. You are discipling children. That's what this is. We are not just simply raising them up to get them to 18 and then sending them off to college or off to the military or off to trade school. No, we are discipling gifts from the Lord. This is apostolic stewardship and we want to do it well. We really want to do it well. So to me, and to the Holy Spirit, because this all came from him, he wants us to take more seriously from the earliest possible point, the assignment of the person that he has given us to steward over. They are really his children. He has just entrusted them to us for a very short period of time, but they really belong to him. So I want to read a second verse to you. It's going to be Psalm 127 verse 3. It is a very popular verse. I love this verse and I think it's such a, a, a wonderful reminder of what a delight it is for the Lord to send us children. And it says this, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has a quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Praise the Lord. Children are a heritage. They're like arrows. Arrows are weapons. Arrows are tools used to hunt. Arrows are very, very valuable in the natural. But if you look at it in a spiritual way, arrows are symbolic of the tools God has sent by way of our natural wombs to grow his kingdom, to sharpen his people, and to advance the gospel. That is what children are. And we've got to take their assignments 
more seriously than what we do. So going back to my original phrase, the title, it's a dot, dot, dot. What is your baby? Who is your child? That growing human being on the inside of you. You've got to think of your baby as fully formed. From the moment you see two lines on the stick, you've got to know this is a gift from God. This is not just a gift for me. This is a gift for the kingdom and their identity goes beyond their gender. Their identity is found in Christ Jesus. And guess what? Their identity doesn't automatically become relevant as soon as we take them to their first youth group meeting or their first um, time that they are in regular quote-unquote grown-up church. No, their identity does not just spring forth the moment that they turn 18 or when they turn 16 or when they turn 13. No, their identity is already rooted, is already found even before the establishment of time, even before they were placed into your womb. They've already been established. It's up to us to catch up to the Word of God, to catch up to the plan of God. The Word of God says He knew us, He loved us, He valued us even before we were knit in our mother's womb. So we've got to do the same. These are very important people. They are very, very important people. Sit with the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit, Father, who have you given me? Who have you assigned to my care? What is their kingdom assignment? What do you want for them to accomplish in the earth and begin to speak that over your children. The Lord is so good. He's not going to make you wait. You're not going to have to pry it out of the father. If you ask, he will tell you. I promise you that. He will tell you, your baby is a psalmist, your baby is a minstrel, your baby is a scribe, your baby is a prophet, your baby is an evangelist. Glory to God. And you know what? When you take this information, then you can begin to prepare. Then you can begin to prepare their spiritual nursery, if you will. Begin to speak scripture over them, which you should be doing anyway from the moment that you find out you're expecting or even before. Before then, even if you're trying to conceive, you should be speaking scripture because that baby already exists. That baby is already of value to the Lord. It's just not made its way to its temporary nest in your womb yet. So begin to speak, begin to call your baby by its kingdom name, prophet so-and-so, evangelist so-and-so, apostle so-and-so. And as we begin to have dialogue over our children about who they are, even before they're placed in our arms, then you begin to put the breath of God on their life. You put the breath of God on their assignment. You begin to speak prophetically over your children's life, over their future, over their spouses, over their careers, over their future ministries. That is important to God. And you should be just as excited, even more excited about finding out the baby's identity in Christ than you are about finding out their gender. If God can tell you your baby's a prophet, he could definitely tell you if your baby's a boy or a girl. I can promise you that. So I think I'll leave it there. I'm going to leave you with this. I hope that you all received this word from the Lord. It's very exciting, but it's also very 
very serious. Sit with the Holy Spirit, inquire with him, pray over your belly, call your baby's name, use their titles. It's so important. Use their titles. If the Lord identifies your baby as an evangelist, call them an evangelist. Give them their name before you give them their natural name. Say, this is a prophet. This is a teacher. This is a pastor that the Lord has given me. And the more we have dialogue about who our children are and what their identity is in Christ, the sooner it will be that other people around them will begin to speak life and their words will match the identity as they begin to speak of your child, even before they're born. And wouldn't it be amazing for us to begin to have five-fold reveal parties instead of gender reveal parties? Wouldn't that be amazing? And then an after thought would be, oh yeah, it's a boy, or oh yeah, it's a girl. That's secondary. Let's find out who these ministry gifts are before they get here. That way we can steward them better. That way we can plan and prepare for their arrival. They are holy unto the Lord, and the Lord is excited for them to get here. So God bless you. I am so glad that you decided to tune in today. And until next time, I love you so much. And you are a mom that is important to the Father. Thank you.